0: serve and protect this is the chicago popo report
1: hello chicago popo report is back saturday night wls am 890 Lupe aguirre paul Ciolino. what's going on buddy good to see you again big 5-0 big 5-0 this is our 50th show. Ooh, coming up on the big one, huh? Oh my God, I didn't think we'd last five shows. <laughs> Neither did anybody else around here. <laughs> <laughs> especially Brett. Look at that, as like, you clowns aren't going to be here another 50 shows, don't worry.
0: That's a big milestone, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll hit 52 in, in, in a couple weeks, Paul. Right. That's how great my we, math we is. Could,
1: we could fly under the radar long enough to make 52, right?
0: But I think the big milestone is a big five zero. 0 I think so. Yeah,
1: That's a big one, especially in this, this station. <laughs> so congratulations to you, Paul. Uh, congratulations, Thank to you, you, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we doing today? We're going to do a real show. Yeah. Every For, every show is an attempt. That's right. It, a vast improvement on our body of work, right? Yeah. Yes. Hey, Mayor says Popo can't afford the overtime anymore. Whoa! Uh, what it, it's sixty-seven point six million to date this year, bro. What are you doing with all that money? Yeah. Uh, That was Max's birthday party. It was not that expensive. I think you... uh, (laughs) Maybe a couple hundred thousand, okay? A lot of baby mamas, you know? A lot of baby mamas Mm -hmm. getting shot, maybe. That's why there's a lot of overtime. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Police
0: officers have a lot of expenses, and, uh, you know, that overtime is greatly appreciated, and uh, they work hard for it.
1: Yes, they do. They show up and they hang out. Hey, Hey, the
0: city implements overtime initiatives on the south and west side...
1: Hey, you, there needed a lot of overtime up there in your neighborhood, huh? Out in Rogers Park. Out in Rogers Park,
0: we frown on overtime. Yeah, we try to get out on time.
1: <laughs> There's no overtime in Rogers Park, people. Okay, we, uh, anybody, nobody wants overtime in Rogers Park. i are work up there because you want to go home on a regular. We just want right? to get want to go home
0: early or yes. at, at, at least on time so we can
1: do the side job.
0: Or should we just go home and chill with the
1: wife and kids, oh, man? Yeah, no, they're, they're said no police officer ever. No, no, no. Unless they like old police officer. No, um, but yeah, that's a lot of overtime. Ooh, it's a lot of money, man. Thirteen thousand guys, thirteen thousand sworn members. Uh, I, I can't do the math, but that's a. Uh, it's close to like a million a piece, isn't it? Well, look <laughs> like, at this. Everybody getting a million. <laughs> We're talking
0: over the last six years, five hundred and seventy-five million.
1: That's a lot of dough. The city's paid almost that much to private lawyers to defend them in uh, civil right cases, so that's not too bad.
0: So you know, I th- here I'm, I'm going I'm to say this. I think it's well deserved, and I think we should up the ante. I mean, it's it's paying dividends. Crimes
1: down, homicides yeah. are down. I think I think overall crimes down when compared to like Bangladesh, Singapore. <laughs>
0: When compared to Iraq, I think we're better. When compared to Iraq and Afghanistan,
1: that's right, crime's down.
0: I don't think we're no longer being called Chirac. I think it's gotten better over the last couple of years.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, it's the Spike Lee thing, isn't it? Here,
0: like I said, I think we should up the ante and continue it. I think we should double it and triple it this year and next year.
1: And you know who should pay for it? <laughs> who should pay for it? Juicy Smollett. There you go. Just bill him. Would, you, would that be part of the civil suit we're filing against him? I'm sure Dan Webb will figure out a way to uh, to dig it out of him. You know, he's the cause. He has. He's the cause
0: for all the uh, uh, needed overtime. It's called collateral damage. <laughs> That's you Juicy's
1: know? responsible for the sixty-seven mil, <laughs> right? Sixty-seven mil, and he should he should if, pay. If civil right cases are expensive.
0: He should pay past uh, overtime, current <laughs> overtime, That's and right. future overtime, because his case is going to have repercussions
1: for years to come. You know, French actor might win an Oscar for this one, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for bad ad- the bad acting category.
0: And then that comes, you know, that he could well afford that overtime that Chicago police officers deserve because of him.
1: Well, I got bad news for you, okay? And I don't have anything to support this in front of me, but but historically, the CTA gets more overtime than you guys every year. There you go. <laughs> all right? And there you go. And we know them trains, they more more often run into things than run on time, don't they? There you go. Maybe that's the cause of all the overtime over at the CTA. So, hey, Mayor, quit picking on uh, CPD, all right? They're, they're actually doing something useful out there. There you go. Right. Yeah, we, yeah, we we say more over time than better.
0: Mayor Lightfoot from uh, Paul's mouth to God's ear.
1: We, we'll, we'll open people's court on her if she don't watch it. There you go. All right. Moving well, right along. Well, Copa's back in the news. Yeah. Who are these people, Copa? What, what is this thing, Loop the bane of all Chicago police officers who discharge a firearm? I think that
0: stands for some kind of accountability, uh, police <laughs> accountability administration or office. Civilian, something like that, civilian right? something. They,
1: they yeah. come in and investigate when an officer discharges his firearm. Right. They're civilians, basically. They're not sworn officers. Highly trained civilians. Highly trained, yeah. Uh, Bunch of lawyers. They're huh? all attorneys. Yes. Not all lawyers. No. But a lot of, some retired police officers, okay. CPD guys. Definitely chefs. law
0: enforcement yeah. back, heavy law enforcement background with a tinge of uh, legal experience.
1: Yes, and and they do have people who are former prosecutors over there working, supervising and stuff. But one of our uh, favorite guys, uh, Mr. what's uh, Sir Patrick Kelly. Patrick Kelly. He's who, back in the news, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm ruling Patrick Kelly lied like a dog in this case, okay? He is somehow... His childhood best friend gets shot in the head while he's at Mr. Kelly's house drinking one night. And Mr. Kelly says, "I ah, tried to commit suicide. He went into my bedroom, got the gun out of my dresser drawer, and shot himself in the head. But the evidence does not support that. No, the evidence doesn't support it in any crazy scenario. Not one bit. And, in fact, a civil jury in Cook County uh, just found... A horrendous amount of money damages against uh, Mr. Kelly in the city of Chicago. Forty-seven
0: point seven million. It still remains the highest. A jury... lot of overtime, my friend. And there you go. The highest jury award for a police misconduct case in Illinois
1: history. And the city of Chicago is appealing that, folks. But here's the bad news: the day that judgment got entered, interest started running on that. <clears number. throat> there you Number and so, Mr. Romanachi is that the civil attorney who had that case? Right. Um, He's not complaining too much because that no. that interest is probably a couple grand a day minimum, right? But COPA, the Civilian Office of Police Accountability, and we're kidding about that, uh, they've suggested that Kelly should be fired.
0: This case has had a resurgence uh, over the last couple of years because uh, Officer Laporte, He initially he wasn't able to uh, to uh, communicate.
1: Right, his injuries were so severe, and they're still pretty severe. Still, pretty chair, paralyzed, all all kinds of issues, some brain damage, right?
0: Yeah, but he was, uh, I guess, over the last few years through physical therapy and uh, just a lot of uh, just a lot of support, he was able. He's been able to uh, talk about the case and give some give some facts
1: Yeah, yeah and there a lot of experts are waiting a lot of depositions in this case and uh, it has been going on for over 10 years and part of the complaint about this whole thing is it took copa over 10 years to say all right let's fire kelly kelly's been working getting paid the entire time right
0: yeah he's uh he's no longer uh wait, he's no longer a sworn police officer but he's still being paid by the uh by the city okay yeah. all right well it's police police powers are gone but he's still on the payroll. Yeah.
1: Well, it took ten years, but they're suggesting they fire him now.
0: We may get we may come back to this case or not. But hey, Paul, thanks for starting us off, my nonviolent supporter of the Wet Willie recognizance bond, low-level partner in crime, as the Chicago Popo report gets underway here on a crisp September Saturday night. More to come, including how a veteran police officer was injured while attempting to arrest a person with a knife at Loyola Red Line. And we will briefly dive into the Tyshawn Lee murder trial. That got underway yesterday, and how a witness in that trial was held in custody for two weeks before an appeals court intervened. That and more when Paul and Lupe come back here on WLS AM 890 with
1: Ah, Chicago Peeps Popo Report is back. Lupe Acquire, Paul Cielino on WLS AM 890. Chicago Saturday night. Hey folks can listen to the show live from ten to twelve on Saturday night. Go to WLSAM.com. You listen to all fifty of the Popo reports at your leisure. No commercials, no traffic, no weather. Loop, uh, go back to our Kelly case. The uh not our Kelly, but Officer Kelly. The other the <laughs> yeah, other Kelly. The other Kelly. The uh who's not going to jail? The
0: Irish guy, Patrick Kelly, yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, we were talking about uh for was well, Chicago police officer Patrick Kelly, who uh Cope is saying he should be fired for shooting his uh boyhood friend michael laporte who is uh who is unable to walk read or live independently and uh mind you, Kelly's not facing any criminal charges
1: no never okay? never a hint of' them.
0: yeah Cook county prosecutors reviewed the case back in two thousand and ten and uh because of the high reasonable doubt uh threshold, they determined that he would never be you know never found guilty doubt would
1: have worked out for a couple of Mopey civilians. Eh, Probably a different story, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking someone gets indicted. Reasonable doubt plus police officer.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's right.
1: (laughs) Very high threshold. Right. We don't want to fight with the FOP over this one, right? Right. So
0: nobody gets indicted. But COPA's using the preponderance of the evidence threshold, which is a much lower. Yes. It's a civil standard. Civil standard. There you go. So they've concluded that he should be fired. Uh, uh, Johnson, he has yet to weigh in on this matter. It's it's been 10
1: years. He needs a little time to think about it.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of be, you know, great to hear what he have to, what we what he would have to say, but I guess his case is just moving on, moving oh, bro, right along. Bro, he's
1: going to have to say something pretty soon, isn't he?
0: Yeah. I think my top line takeaway from this report, don't mix alcohol with guns. Oh, listen. Okay.
1: Uh
0: things get out of hand.
1: Basic firearm safety, folks, if, if there's drinking about, make sure the guns are locked up somewhere. Unavailable to everybody, especially those who are uh, cocktailing a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, it's a deadly, common, you know, it's like gasoline and f- fire. The, and hardly ever works out anything good ever comes out of it.
0: Yeah, because by all accounts, uh, Kelly, Kelly Patrick Kelly stated that he wasn't intoxicated or drinking. But seven hours later, he was tested. He was still legally drunk. Okay, <laughs> okay. No, this is seven hours just, later. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, Illinois State Police Crime Lab, they estimated that at the time of the shooting... His alcohol level might have been around at 2.64%. That's pretty... That's blackout territory, Pauline. That's
1: pretty stupid territory, for sure. Crap,
0: crap, and stupid things happen around blackout territory, even though you're amongst friends, but the gun component makes it even worse.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's a a tragedy all around, because, I mean, Kelly and LaPorta were childhood best friends, right? I mean, they were close, and listen, there's no malice in Kelly's heart, I'm sure, but... Pretty certain that Kelly shot him in the head for whatever reason, stupid thing that was going on there. That, like night. I said, blackout territory. You yep. don't, you know, things
0: just rear up yep. when you're when you're insanely drunk, and you know you're responsible for your actions. And by all accounts, they were arguing about Kelly's treatment of his dog.
1: <laughs> well. Or bad treatment of his dog, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably Kelly wasn't home much. <laughs> he wasn't working, Apparently he was in the cocktail lounge somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, Laporte was uh, maybe offended. By the way, uh, maybe the dog was showing a little rib or something.
0: He was just giving yeah. him some crap, and, yes. and he just you know he took it took it way too over over the top.
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, tragic all around. And I've seen Mrs. Uh, uh, Laporte's mom, uh, tragic figure, and <laughs> her dad, his dad. I mean. They got to, they're not wealthy people by right. any stretch These are you know regular folk and they're trying to figure out how to take care of this guy for the rest of his life and they know very soon they will not be around to be able to take right. care of him. Yeah. So so th- th- this is a tragedy compounded on top one on top of another. We're hoping right? for a good outcome. So uh, now we go to fake cop. I love fake cop stories. Don't you love fake cop oh, stories? Yeah, Come because I, I suppose we love it when the fake cop tries to pass himself off as a real cop to the real cops. This is out of Oak Lawn, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. So Oak Lawn's been known to get a little dicey on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> I, th-
0: I, I think the, uh, uh, here. When there's a Corvette involved. Oh, always bad, isn't it? And, <laughs> and you're around 50-ish, you know, you tend to make bad decisions.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm guessing this guy's made a number. Uh, Thomas Robles, age 51, faces felony charges of personating a police officer, possession of stolen property, possession of a stolen handgun, and aggravated unlawful use of a weapon. And, oh, oh! by the way, also charged with DWI.
0: <laughs> D- D- yeah, that's, you know, when you get in your Corvette and you're heading down the highway and you you, know, you yeah. swerve back and forth across the medium, that kind of gets somebody's attention.
1: Uh, and it got the touch of the Oakland police, who uh, said police make a traffic stop. And the old traffic stop. Uh, and uh, Plus, he was speeding. We mentioned that he's doing 47 and a 30 on top right. of all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Right? Westbound on Southwest Highway, uh, a busy stretch of highway. And so the Oklahoma police pull him over, and lo and behold, what's underneath the front driver's seat? Loop, a little, little black action, yeah, a little Glock handgun, loaded. and boat. this is where it starts to get dicey, right? This is where Robel's overactive imagination kicks in. Hey, fellas, hey, uh, hey, I'm on the job. I'm retired sheriff's officer. I'm medically retired. I'm young, but I'm medically retired. I mean, what would ever? I mean, get into someone's head
0: to to, to start. I mean, that's easily uh, verified. It sounded like no. a good
1: idea at the moment, didn't it? Is this guy blackout drunk? <laughs> not yet. Maybe. Not yet. He was still talking. He's not blacked out. But uh, with the Popo dude, Oklahoma police <laughs> went back to the car, made a phone call, didn't they?
0: Yeah, let's check up on this guy. I mean, because he's, you know, do
1: you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> do you know who I am? Oh, uh, sure. Well, sure. Give us your ID, please. Let's see.
0: Yeah, let's check it out.
1: And hey, what did will say when they asked to produce an ID? He said, I, I, I left it at home. I don't have my sheriff's ID on me.
0: Oh, that ID. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah, ID. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't
1: have that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so the Popo called the uh, Illinois Law Enforcement Training and Standards Board and Cook County Sheriff's Police and said, All right, uh, folks, got a guy named Robles, retired medically. What did the sheriff's police say? What did Cook County Sheriff's police say? <laughs> Uh,
0: no, man, cannot confirm. I've no, no, no,
1: never heard of him.
0: He's not one of ours. Sorry. And to put icing on top of this old DUI cake, uh, they called his
1: wife. Yeah, yeah well, why did they call his, his ex-wife? His ex-wife. Why why'd they call the ex-wife? <laughs> this, is, this story keeps getting better, folks. So that gun they found
0: under his driver's seat uh, was reported I stolen. Oh, I, knew, I knew
1: you were going to say that. And guess who reported <laughs> that gun
0: stolen? Yeah, who reported that gun stolen? Said wife, who uh, he's getting a divorce with, uh, no longer
1: going to be wife. So she. You, know, you could Clearly, Mr. Robles did not think this nightmare through, did no. he? Because, A, he puts in the one person who hates him most in the world, the ex-wife. The ex-wife. Right? Yeah, and you know, Ro- let's just say it, Robles is a dog. He's driving a Corvette, he's 50 years old, He's, he's looking for of, some tail. He's, he's out there a looking for some tail. Yeah. The, front seat, right? uh-huh. the ex-wife, who's probably not drunk, and sitting at home with a couple of his, you know, half-wit kids. <laughs> and she bitter and his de- uh, and his uh, Corvette debt. <laughs> and, and, and looking at that Corvette payment of eight fifty a month every every month that it's a mailbox. <laughs> and and she's sitting there going, "Oh, this is this is Christmas early." The police are calling me about this genius I was married to. Oh, and he's got a gun. You know, funny you guys should mention it. I had a gun stolen from my house. A Glock. Would it and, be a Glock? And uh, I
0: never gave this guy <laughs> yeah. permission, you know, to, you know. In fact, it. I reported said gun mm-hmm. stolen.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Robo stole. And yeah, we got a local county. Yeah, $15,000 bottom for all that. Took 1500 to walk. That's, 1500 that's, to walk. That's, that's one not bad. That's one rim on the Corvette he had to go hock. That's two Corvette payments at the very maybe. least. Maybe, maybe, maybe one and a half. Because <laughs> like I'm guessing Rumbles, he'd probably finance that that bad boy to the hilt. A black Corvette. You know, was it was it a late model Corvette? Was it a Stingray? It doesn't I mean, all say. It doesn't say. What kind of interior? No, I know. 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 The this, this story is lacking significant detail. All right.
0: We're going to take a break, Paul, and hit pause. When we come back, we got a great murder-for-hire scheme, millennial style. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. We'll see you in a bit.
1: Back Chicago, Chicago Popo report on WLS AM eight ninety Saturday night. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Not not moving too briskly along in the show tonight, huh, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Do about one story in segment. <laughs> We've got about thirty left over by the time we're
0: done. But I'm sure everyone uh, will say the same thing. Man, these two have really
1: elevated the show. <laughs> That's right they they've been able to stretch their BS for long periods of time <laughs> show number 50 that's right it's a it's a it's a it's a great thing show number 50 and we're oh. never going to work too hard folks we promise
0: <laughs> right you know what my motto in life paul the path of least resistance
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs> well next story Luke. kind of a sad story we don't like this story mm-hmm. this is this is one where i even cannot find anything to make too much fun of and no no no. I, there's nothing to make fun of. It's just nah, a bit of news. This is this is a bad story, right? I'll, I'll let you tell it because it makes me sad. I want to cry when I read this one.
0: <laughs> well, as everybody knows, it involves uh this one involves Clarissa Figueroa and her daughter Desiree Figueroa, who were accused of strangling uh, Marlene Ochoa Lopez in April and cutting her unborn child from her womb, and the baby uh, <sighs> the baby was placed in life support but died 53 days later. Sadly, um, now the uh. We have more news in the case. The judge, or the uh, the defense, wanted uh, a gag order right. placed over the case. And
1: I can tell you, when the defense wants a gag order, it's usually because their client is clearly stupid, guilty, and dead bang caught. And they don't want anybody else talking about it because it's already bad bad news in that courtroom.
0: And the usual argument is that, yeah, their, their clients are not going to get a fair trial because of the publicity in the case.
1: Well, the client isn't going to get a fair trial because the jury's going to get in there and see pictures of a baby that's been cut out of a woman's stomach, butchered out of her stomach, okay, in somebody's living room. While they murder said mother. Yeah, th- so, yeah, there's not going to be too much of a fair trial. That jury's going to be out, I'm predicting, less than an hour. I'm sorry, exactly. This is signed, sealed, and delivered. I mean, whether or not (laughs) there's a gag order. Right. So the judge wisely says, "Uh, I'm not issuing a gag order, okay? I I can't help it. Sorry. I can't prevent people. And and in this case, it's the victim's family is out there Mm -hmm. with pictures of the victim in front of the courthouse and (laughs) chanting and doing all kinds of uh, things to upset the apple cart over there at 26th Street. And the judge says, listen... I'm not allowing you any more pictures in front of the courthouse, okay? But I can't prevent people from talking about mm-hmm. this, holding press conferences, etc. Yeah, uh, they, smart decision.
0: Yeah, the only charge which I still think is up in the air a little bit. It's for the the boyfriend involved in the uh, in this heinous crime. I think his name is Peter Bobek. Yeah, who was charged with concealment of a homicide and obstruction of justice. So that's. You know, there he's not. He's not in the league. He's he's in the league of his own. He's not with these other two, yeah, but he's still right. as culpable.
1: He didn't participate right. in the homicide, but he, he helped dispose of a body. Mm-hmm. They think right, right. How much? You don't know. <laughs> I don't or know. But what this, charge? But it's. I, I, I got to tell you, this girlfriend. She, she's not worth taking a felony hit over, my friend. Yeah, no. Okay? This yeah, no. Is not, This is not Grace Kelly in her prime. All right. You yeah, know. <laughs> Just no, saying. No. Yeah. No. No. Not even Oprah in her prime, okay? I mean, this chick is butt ugly.
0: Bad judgment on this guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah,
1: very bad judgment. Well, they're going down like a rock. Let's go back to the normal stuff. Like, you know, the Reverend Leon Finley. Oh, a little corruption case uh, involving a Reverend. Oh, uh, Leon. Who knew the Reverend had real estate holdings in excess of $22 million?
0: Man, <sighs> he's the allegations of fraud, self dealing, and mismanagement against his former
1: nonprofit. Well, the mayor, who's a former Fed and does not like corruption, we could we can make that safe bet, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not gonna feel sorry for a reverend with yeah. a twenty-two million dollar real estate portfolio, yeah. and most of these properties are leased back to the Chicago Housing Authority, which means back to poor people, right?
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: reverend, reverend Leon Finney's pretty much he, he's a big deal in Chicago. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Very Been big deal on a long time, but politically connected uh, uh, he's gonna have yeah. problems my friend he's in he's in bankruptcy court and people are accusing him of fraud and there dis- we haven't heard the end of this one
0: do you think i mean this is i think this is one of those cases where not outright corruption but he just got sloppy and then you know no one's really no one's really looking at me let me just get even <laughs> sloppier well, let me
1: tell you you know what do you think when you're dealing in those numbers all
0: right and what's a million or two here what's a million or two there you know people listen
1: who's you, gonna lock you're under everybody's microscope i'm a reverend well the reverend and that probably worked for a long time right him, yeah i'm right? uh-huh. no, no, no gonna bother me I'm the reverend and i'm powerful and i got a lot of votes over here
0: and then the new accountant comes in and starts looking at numbers yeah. so and you got and got a tell somebody oh,
1: by the way what about that uh you know 1.8 million in unpaid irs federal taxes and uh, a total of 4.2 million in taxes, interest, and penalties. I mean, that, that's big numbers. The government's going to definitely drop the hammer on you for that kind of money. And so he's, he's in a fire sale situation now, and the city's looking at him and CHA, and I, this is the beginning of the end for him. Yeah. Especially financial wise. But he's a reverend, right? He, yeah. He'll, he's going to eat and have a nice place to lay his head every night. It may be a federal facility in Wisconsin or Michigan <laughs> or Lewisburg or Leavenworth, but he'll it, he'll have three hots in a cot. If he deserves it, you damn right. Well, next door you got you got some skin in this game, huh, brother? Over by there in Over. Rogers Park. Yes, yes. We go back up to Rogers Park to Loopy's neighborhood. Loopy must have been off this night night because Oh yeah, that was definitely off that this night. This is pretty much serious crime happening which does not happen if Mr. Aguirre is on the street. <laughs>
0: So we got, uh, yeah, we got some <laughs> idiot who, uh, <laughs> decides to pull out a gun and start stabbing down over there, but over by Aaron Rogers Park and, uh, near the red line this past Monday. Uh, and, uh, the thing about it is this happened on the 6,500 block of Ashland. That's about four blocks west of Le- Leola Red Line. Okay. So right. they tracked this guy down. Great police work. Mind you, they tracked him down. It's because
1: to the, nothing's happening and you had the whole district looking for him.
0: The Loyola <laughs> Red Line in the middle of Loyola campus. I mean, the fall season, is, the fall session has started. It is bustling. It is like full of babes. I mean, you just get distracted by the babes. How do you, I, it's only, hard to it's do police. 750 PM at night. It's, it's, it's hard to do police work. That's right. And they managed to find this guy up on the platform and, uh, it wasn't a regular beat car or a attack team. Or, you know, a late, a late rapid. The uh, way he's
1: translated, I mean, he's the guy who found him was not in probably top physical shape. The wagon shows <laughs> the up and this guy. My God. If you all ever seen the people that drive wagons in Chicago, usually get them belt sizes that start about 44 and go up from there, okay? But the, uh, the
0: officer <laughs> that got stabbed, he's a veteran, uh, well-liked, well-loved, yeah. well-revered, really nice guy. He's you a know, veteran?
1: He'll be off for like, what, two years on this one?
0: Be off for a couple, two, three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So something happened. Uh, the uh, the offender, you know, closed the distance rather rapidly and managed to uh, cut him on his hand, and he gets away.
1: That's uh, it. This is. This is inexcusable. Yeah. Well, you we get to stab the popo and get away.
0: Well, no, he got away momentarily then. Yeah. then that's when the tag team shows up on scene and that's when he got tased. Then
1: when the Young Bucks showed up and did yeah. run that 100 <laughs> yard dash at about eleven five. right? They, cl- they closed yeah. that distance <laughs> rather
0: quickly and finally tased him. You know what? It shows. Amazing restraint that oh. this guy wasn't shot like 20 Whoa. times. Oh, bro,
1: in the old days. he <laughs> coming, at ve- you, coming at you with a knife? He ventilated
0: for stabbing a popo. Are you kidding
1: me? Coming at you with a knife? Oh, he'd have been done. He'd have went to the morgue with about 40 bullet holes in him. <laughs> but it was early. There was a lot of people about. Yeah. And great restraint was shown by the Roger Park. Personnel
0: Rogers Park personnel,
1: yeah, and, there'll be you no COPA investigation. No COPA, that's and no, right.
0: And you know what? No lengthy paperwork,
1: that's right. No one's gonna get fired, no, or sued, We'd be suing each other or something.
0: You just have to fill out a silly TRR and that's it.
1: Done. Good, <laughs> the, good job by a Roger Parks popo.
0: Great police work, Paul. So, so much crime, so little time, but of course, take of course it, it
1: would not have happened if Mr. McGuire was on the beat that night. Just saying,
0: there you go. We're going to hit pause. When we come back, we're going to get into, briefly, the, the Taishan Lee murder trial, which also involves a witness who had to go to jail for a brief spell. We'll explain. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, Popo Nation. Paul Cialino, Lupe Guire, WLS AM 890 with the Chicago Popo Report. We're back, and we're still alive, right? <laughs> huh? Still hanging in there. Kicking and breathing, Paul. That's, That's right. right. Show number 50, folks. At least 50 more years. That's right. Yeah, good. <laughs> <I> can't wait. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, next story's about a rascal lawyer. I love rascal lawyers. <laughs> rascal. I-, I love them when they're in front of a federal judge usually scraping bowing pleading begging uh, judge i'll be good i slobbering, promise <laughs> slobbering yeah what did this guy this this guy is called excuse man jordan margolis i wonder if he's <laughs> no nah, i'm not even gonna say who he might be related to but uh
0: wait, wait, there's wait, some wait. famous margolis lawyers in i don't think now. he's that's re- no, <laughs> i was gonna say another a, a famous person cindy margolis no
1: no, we're thinking Jeremy Margolis, Jeremy Margolis? A former Attorney General, no. <laughs> a former head of the State Police. Well, maybe, yeah, he's a lawyer. You, you think different. one thing Jordan's related? Margolis, probably. No. I mean,
0: his, uh, his his old family's bunch—they all they're all lawyers, aren't they?
1: Eh, probably an idiot cousin. He couldn't help it. <laughs> Not his fault. <laughs> it, far removed from his gene pool. Just just very few. Well, he got a break because he, he got sentenced in state court for stealing from a dozen clients. He had expenses, right? Because he had a comic man character called Excuse Man that he was promoting, uh-huh. and guess what? He stole a lot of money, uh, north of three hundred thousand
0: from clients. <laughs> well, wasn't that like one point
1: one million? Well, yes, he's, the restitution is three hundred. He, he's got problems, this guy, huh? Because yeah. the judge gives him a pass, was not going to put him in jail, right? And then he defaulted on paying people back. Kind of tough. I mean, they take your law license. How do they expect you to steal more money legally? Cause, cause sticking up, you know, currency exchanges and grocery stores and 7 Elevens, there's not a lot of dough in there. No. no. I you
0: mean, gotta, I, you get a deal I'm, in
1: volume. I'm, I'm guessing you'd have to rip off about 30,000 7 Elevens before you got 300 grand. And there's expenses, you know. He said, I fought for the little guy as a trial lawyer against big corporations and insurance companies. Former personal injury lawyer, Margolis, was. And I dedicated my professional life to seeking justice. My transgressions were well-intended but wrong. Yeah, you know, them lawyers become awful sober-tongued at sentencing.
0: Transgressions were <laughs> well-intended. <laughs> well, I mean, look, he he okay? He developed this character, or this superhero. His, excuse uh, man. Excuse man. He self-published three books. He had two costumes of the character made. He hired graphic designers and paid to produce professionals professional videos on youtube i mean that whole facade takes a lot of money and i guess he ran out of money to you know pay for it so he just took it from his clients he settled he settled cases without telling his clients and took the settlement money to pay for you know his superhero see here's my
1: experience see lawyers can pretty much do whatever they want they got a law license as a license to steal some people have said over time and here's the thing though if you steal from your clients oh that's bad news you're yeah. gonna get smoked that's the one thing they are not going to let you get away with uh that's a big problem you could steal from a lot of people but if you steal from them client fund accounts or you mess with that personal injury money you don't like you know pay them their share for their damages and you keep it that will usually get you launched into some penitentiary
0: yeah that's that's a big no no in the uh, legal profession you it's, it's it's a matter of trust with your clients they uh they they depend on you to uh, be truthful, and when you're not, <laughs> well,
1: yes. you're going to pay for it. They expect you to give them their money when it comes in. Yeah. That's what they expect, right? And he uh, he, he was he was stealing with both hands, pretty much, wasn't he? Yeah, this is the lowest of the low <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. when attorneys when, it, when, when when well yeah especially uh, hey, attorneys hey, or hey. just people do this
1: lowest of the low. But he was a silver tongued devil till he got hauled out of there and his ass in handcuffs because he says that a judge. Judge, you are a beacon of justice to be respected and championed. I'm sorry I couldn't be privileged to appear before you under different circumstances. <sighs> wow, nice try, Mark yeah, Olives. Yeah. Huh? Give it up, dude. You know, <laughs> just, he <laughs> said, uh, uh, "Deputies, take this man into custody.
0: Do your time. At least try to do your time with some dignity yeah, just yeah. enough with this BS."
1: Yeah. And his uh, his lawyer, Loeb. Mister Loeb says circumstances definitely got the best of him.
0: He was well-represented, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Hey, he showed up for some money for his lawyer, didn't he? Yeah. You know, he did. Anyways, uh, adios and good riddance. I, I suspect about 2023 they'll give him his law license back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? No. no. <laughs> uh, how's our next story? And I always like these stories. I like when you're a witness in a criminal trial and the judge decides to lock your ass up for safekeeping to make sure you show up. That doesn't bode well usually for the prosecutor who needs this witness to make their case, does it
0: yeah, I think it's a bit it was it's a bit harsh exactly uh and the uh I mean the trial involves Tyshawn Lee a nine year old who was uh killed back in what twenty fifteen right uh fourth grader uh it was
1: executed executed yeah, yes
0: yeah gangland uh, re- uh retaliation execution they lured him into an alley uh. He was shot in point blank, man. man. This
1: this is the kind of stuff that keeps the superintendent and the mayor up at night crawling on the ceiling. These These are kind of
0: hardened gangbangers. I mean, this is this is
1: a truly heinous crime. Yeah. And so we have a witness in that case. Right. uh, 20 year old woman working person. Right. Right. and, And folks, for those of you unfamiliar with the criminal justice system, especially in Cook County, uh. You could be on a yo-yo string to the courthouse. You're missing work. You're not getting paid. You're getting down there. you got to park. you got to pay for it. you got to take off half a day to come down. And generally, no one even speaks to you or talks to you except to say, don't need you today. And they inconvenience you, and they don't care. Mm-hmm. I found out a long time ago, only three people count in this scenario. Prosecutor, defense lawyer, and the judge. Everybody else's schedule can go blow. Their schedules are the only ones that matter. So they will inconvenience you often and long. And this
0: is a big time case. So I could sort of see where the judge and the prosecutor are coming from, but I think they could have handled it differently with a little more finesse. I mean, seriously, um, witnesses not only are, you know, have to, I mean, who knows what kind of lives they lead, but there's also that fear of, uh, you know, I might get killed for this. Let's let's approach this w- with gentler gloves. You know, uh,
1: Listen, this, this is heavy-handed crap it yeah. is what it is, bro. And and this young, uh, you know, this woman, the appellate court had to get involved to spring her from jail. Right. right. The, her lawyer appealed th- good job on her lawyer's part because he takes us to the appellate court because they got this crazy bond, $300,000 on her, which means she needs 30000 to walk. This is a witness, mind you. This is not somebody accused of a crime. Right. Right. So now she's in jail with the lunatics and other maniacs, right? Yeah. She's losing her job because she's not going to work. Right. Uh she broke cookie anyways. And and now she's being punished for being a witness. And she's not, you know, bowing and scraping appropriately enough is my guess.
0: And this is one element. As to why witnesses refuse to come forward, because they don't want to have to deal with this madness. You better
1: believe it, brother. Are you kidding me? That's it. Apart
0: a- apart from retribution from the uh, defendants' uh, cohorts, this is just another one of those components.
1: And you were so right a few seconds ago when you said, this is why witnesses don't want to come forward. They don't want to be bothered with this stuff. They don't want to get terrorized and tortured. And often, as a witness, you find yourself almost in worse shape than some defendants. Yeah. You're trying to do your public duty you're trying to be a good citizen you're trying to cooperate with the police and by
0: all accounts that's what she was doing there was you know miscommunication uh be, you know between uh, both sides
1: according to her attorney listen i i am totally sympathetic to this woman man totally
0: we're going to hit pause paul we're going to come back and continue talking about this case the tysha Lee case which got which got started yesterday uh you've been listening to the chicago popo report on wls ama 90 see you in a bit Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago, and the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the The Chicago Popo Report.
1: Welcome back, peeps. We're spinning out of the turn, heading into the home stretch. Chicago Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM 890 still talking about this young girl that got herself locked up for being a witness down at 26th Street.
0: Yeah, which involves the uh, Tyshawn Lee uh, murder trial, which just got started yesterday with uh, jury
1: selection. On Wednesday, past Wednesday, right? And uh, uh, No, yesterday, Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Anyways, they let her out of jail finally after she paid a $750 fine. Right, right, here, here, prosecutors, you budding prosecutors, you want to piss off your star witnesses in your case? Go ahead and mess around with them like this. Lock them up. Make them lose their job, make them pay a bond, and, you know, threaten to put them back in jail if they don't show up.
0: You should afford your star witnesses every luxury available. Are you kidding me? A high stipend. Uh, give her a give her a, I don't know, uh, an excuse letter for her employer. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, make don't, I'll tell you what, don't treat her like this. Don't treat her like All this. Right? Because yeah. things might, I, 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 I'm telling you what, you don't want to lose this case. Because you messed around and pissed off all your witnesses, and and they came in and clammed up on you on the stand, or said something contrary to what they told the popo initially, right? Yeah, this is the quickest way to lose a case. Go ahead and mess with your own witnesses,
0: especially such a horrific case like this one here. They the uh, the defendants initially wanted to torture this poor kid Ugh. because you know because his father was involved. His father's a gang mayor, right. okay. And he, you know, he he killed, I guess, one of their guys. You know, just... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> right. Gang bang, sh- this is just gang bang stuff. Yeah, gang bangers, gang bangers don't stuff. make them
1: find distinctions, allegedly or maybe.
0: They just wanted to get back. Right. They were going to torture this poor kid. They were actually, they wanted to also kill, kill the grandmother.
1: Okay? But... These are bad guys, right? No mistake about it. We're messing with no. bad folks here. No, man. This is... <laughs> and so... So we have to be very careful with our witnesses. Th- if we want to win a case because these bad guys will shoot you and they will kill you and they will retaliate for uh, cooperating and testifying.
0: Yeah. So we would question what you know what Judge Wilson was doing here. Yeah. I don't. Know. I think the judge <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. was doing what the state's attorney told him to do, which is a big mistake in this case. A smart judge would have said, "Hey, let's go off the record. Come here, Fox and Friends." Yeah. Quit messing with this damn st- this witness, or you're going to lose this case, yeah. and maybe your career with it. Okay, so dummy up. No yeah. one, no one had the dummy up conversation. That's the problem
0: no. in life. So we will definitely continue to uh, update everybody on this case as it uh, moves
1: forward. Ah, moving right along, brother. Where, where do we go now? Another fine story. Get another witness. Here we go. Perfect <laughs> example. Perfect example. Oh, my God. The hits just keep coming in this city.
0: We got this 18-year-old pregnant woman who testified in a slain, and weeks later, guess what happens to
1: her? She uh, gets gunned uh, down, huh? Yes. Th- this was this was pretty tough. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is the witness who testified, and for her trouble... Gangs retaliated and murdered her.
0: She was walking in her back of the yards neighborhood when a gunman stepped from an alley and opened fire. I mean, this striking is her three times in the straight head. up
1: hit on her. Right?
0: This is no joke. This is this no. is
1: no <laughs> pretty cut is, and dry, right? Yeah, it, exactly, and this
0: is not a coincidence. You know, it's not a domestic.
1: This yeah. is a witness who testified in a murder trial. Yeah, there was a conviction, and the boys decided, well, we can't have that happening. This is why people miss court dates and don't come to court, right? right. Yes. Because, guess what? After you testify, folks, you're not going to get a 24-hour bodyguard from the BOPO no. in Chicago.
0: You're not going to be in pro- protective custody. Nah, not going to happen. Okay, you're not going to go to Kansas. This and, is not uh, the
1: feds. Yeah. This is Kikari State's attorney. There's no budget for this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They might put you at Best Western for a few nights out in hill- Hillside or somewhere.
0: There's some really bad repercussions when, when witnesses get involved. And... Like Paul said earlier, uh, the uh, the prosecutor's office, the judges shouldn't be heavy-handed yeah. because
1: this is what happens. Sometimes. You have to be careful with your witnesses. And and, and this lady's testifying in the murder of a cousin. So I mean, she yeah. had skin in the game, right? right? And and she's bright and smart and, and and well-educated and has a great life in front of her, right? This, this Medical is, school. This is this is this is a tough one, man. This is a tough person to lose. Not that they're. Under similar circumstances, all tough to lose, but this was tragic on top of tragedy.
0: Yeah, be careful out there, people.
1: Uh, Moving right along. You might find this hard to believe, but it involves another shooting case. (laughs) More gunplay. Former Chicago College student who was shot by campus police last year. Campus police shot him. Has gone missing. Uh Uh-oh. This can't be good. Was he expected to testify anytime soon? Yeah,
0: so this sounds like uh, a
1: mental health thing, right? Cut and dry uh, missing persons case. Yeah, this guy was a former University of Chicago student who got shot and wounded last year by campus police, and he's turned up missing, which is not good, right?
0: Yeah, unfortunate circumstances. uh, I mean, he's a UFC student. Yeah, apparently a bright guy, got some um, mental health uh, deficiencies. Some reason he went towards uh, a campus police with a with a knife.
1: Uh, and got shot. So I'm guessing drugs or some kind of mental breakdown, right? <clears throat> Who knows? Which is not a good idea. Going near the police with a knife because it usually will get you ventilated quick. Well, here he got ventilated in Rogers Park. You're gonna get tased. And his trial was coming up, right? And now he's turned up missing. <laughs> so he either decided I'm not going to trial, right? <laughs> or. uh you know, I don't something think he's going to be safer.
0: facing bad. I mean, huge. I don't think it's going to be that bad for this guy if he goes to trial.
1: Uh, well, he got shot. He didn't really mm-hmm. hurt anybody. Right. Um, he's going to get punished. Right. But it's not going to be a big hit. No, he's not going to spend probably any time at all in Department of Corrections. He does, it's going to be like three months or something. Right. No, it's not yeah. going to be a big deal.
0: Yeah, but his mom flew out here from California. I mean, she's worried.
1: And uh, she hired a private investigator to find him. Apparently, hard the wrong one because they haven't found him <laughs> yet.
0: They <laughs> <laughs> didn't. They uh, didn't call Paul Cialino on this uh, one don't yet. Don't call uh, me on
1: a missing person cases. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm out of that business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a forensic consultant, my friend.
0: Speaking of missing 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 persons case, uh, I got a I got a great story out of another out of Rogers Park. So this involves a um, a check the well being which. Would have turned into a missing persons case.
1: It's known <laughs> as a well being check in the business. Yeah, well being
0: yeah. check. So it's a big one of those uh, Rogers Park apartments uh, apartment complexes. You know, sprawling, like horizontal, like, like two hundred units, two hundred units. Yeah, horizontal instead of you know high rise with a big gate in front. So this lady calls the uh, calls nine one one. My co fr- my coworker. She's been missing for for a couple weeks or a week. She's known her for two weeks. She's very worried about her. We meet her up front. Very
1: cute. Very That's easy. helpful. Helpful. Very, yeah. When talking to the popo, it's helpful to be cute, folks, right?
0: <clears throat> so, uh, she's, uh, there's this big iron gate in front, you know, spikes. We're, 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 we're hitting the intercom. No one's answering. We're like, we can't get in, ma'am. We're going to have to come back another day or wait for someone to walk by and let us in. You know,
1: it's, it's all, right. you know, everything's locked up. And it's lunchtime. We're hungry. I mean, we are not trying to stand out <laughs> and, and get- on this gate. And,
0: and it's getting late. So, uh, so uh, my partner decides to just jump over the fence, you know, risk butchering his nuts if he slips <laughs> on these spikes. <laughs> but he makes it over. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump over. I'll wait for somebody to walk by. But if you want to, go ahead. So he get, he makes it over. Fine, we get yeah. in. We not, we knock on her door. We get there. We we finally knock on her door, and she opens up. Our uh, our girl who is worried. She starts tearing. She's known her for all of, one week. She starts tearing, and she says, "I was so worried about one you." One
1: week she's known her.
0: I'm glad Ooh. you're. I'm glad you're safe. I mean, she just bawled, and the the uh, our uh, missing our missing person was like, "Just come on in, let's talk about it." And then that was at Rogers Park. Missing persons. Wow. checked the well-being. Was, Happy story, was,
1: Paul. That was a sweet story, my friend. <laughs> it was so sweet to hear that.
0: <laughs> for a week, she bawled up, and she just ran into her arms. You're safe. Thank God. Thank thank the Lord. There you go, people. <laughs> so there is a happy ending on missing persons cases. All right. On that note, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got some funky crime and punishment time and some other Popo news. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo report on WLS AM890. See you in a bit.
1: Welcome back, peeps. Chicago Popo reports Saturday night, WLS AM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, closing in on that midnight hour, brother. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah, midnight doesn't necessarily associate with creeps, right? <laughs> could happen, like, during the school day. At the U of I on it, campus? It can, but, you know, the later <laughs> the
0: later you get, especially after midnight, the creeps do tend to come out in droves.
1: <sighs> well, let me tell you, my friend, down in Champagne at the U of I, our big school in this state, what happened? Prefer- but a lawsuit got filed. Because <laughs> we got a creepy professor. Yes, he was creepy. Is he still a professor? Uh, no. Gary, you. You being spelled x X-Ray it, Uniform. How's that pronounced? Is that maybe U. or I think U? the X is silent. Q. <laughs> That's my guess. It's either Gary X or Gary U. Call him Gary X-U. Gary X-U, you though, know, he liked the dollies, didn't he? He had, that, he had that position of trust. The plaintiffs in this case said they were raped, assaulted, or bullied, or a combination of the three. Or all three. Professor U... Uh, he's not talking. <laughs> he better not be talking. He better have a lawyer.
0: I'm surprised he didn't uh, run off to China. You know they don't have an extra, you can't extradite uh, Chinese nationals. Well, who knows if he's a Chinese national? But
1: let's yeah. guess. Let's based on the last name, safe bet, right? Some kind of relationship. But by
0: all accounts, <laughs> he's still in the states.
1: Well, within
0: the long. He resigned of the last law. year, though.
1: Uh, the university found that he had an inappropriate relationship with a student. Just one, I guess. Right? No, oh, more came out.
0: There's always... Well, there's
1: one, Paul. There's many. Are you kidding me? Um, He was not arrested or charged with any crimes. It's just a civil suit right now against him and the uni- U of I. Oh, well. Moving right along to our favorite state. But I, I guess who's going to be sued later on? U of I. Oh, I would guess they named in that <laughs> lawsuit already. They just didn't mention it in the story. They got the deep pocket.
0: Yeah, we're going to Florida.
1: Well, I mean, I just, it, just for a
0: taste, just for a taste, and then full-blown later on,
1: but we're just going to give you a little taste. A little taste. What happened in Florida, bro?
0: We have a murder-for-hire scheme involving a 17-year-old Florida teenager. Um, initially, I said it was going to be millennial style, but I got corrected. This is Gen Z style. My bad, and I'll explain why it's, why it's Gen Z style. We
1: should call it like the moron generation. Okay, this is what this one is. She's a moron. She stole fifteen hundred dollars from mom and dad's bank account. Well, that's paid, why. the a hitman.
0: That's why it's Gen <laughs> Z because you can't you can't get that money you know through your own efforts. You have to steal it from
1: your victim. Well, she used four hundred dollars of the fifteen hundred to pay a friend to have her parents killed. The first time. Yes, yes. <laughs> then there was a 17-year-old who got nine hundred dollars to do it. upped yep, the ante, you get
0: results, Paul. Come on, I'm not going to do any. I'm not going to kill anybody for four hundred dollars. Come on.
1: Well, but that did, didn't even happen. It, it didn't work out. <laughs> Thank goodness, right? Yeah, uh, because
0: she- they have loose lips, Paul.
1: And she liked cocaine. That appeared to be a problem in the relationship. Okay, she, she uh, liked She like to partake in a little bit of coke.
0: Well, Paul, who in Florida doesn't like the yayo? Come on.
1: Uh, apparently not. <laughs> and, and this is an Okalo, my friend. And I, if you've never been there, you haven't lived because it is like <laughs> the boringest, ugliest middle of the state. Nothing you've ever seen. There's nothing going on in Ocala.
0: So this is this is a lot of entertainment, people. This is how you this is how people in O'Cala.
1: I would venture to say if you and I were stuck in O'Cala, we might start liking the cocaine thing, okay?
0: <laughs> and uh, you know, scheming murder for hire uh plans. I,
1: you get bored. There really is <laughs> nothing bored. to do, and that heat just bakes your son, your head, man. That's it. The sun bakes you. Well said, Paul. Uh let's move along. It's got to Lake County, Colorado, <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting story. We had a lake County coroner. he got in trouble. The coroner got in trouble because he's you know responsible for investigating deaths in his jurisdiction of his little county there in Colorado lake county right and that's what you get elected to do right that's right and the coroner was like you know busy <laughs> it didn't didn't you know was he it, doing the yayo or the meth <laughs> i don't know what he was doing. He was might have been sniffing something back there in the in the room, but he, the formaldehyde got to him, Paul. He, he was sending his wife out to do investigations as coroner. I mean, aren't aren't those coroner duties transferable between husband and wife? Like oh, absolutely! A legal privilege or something going on yeah, there? No,
0: why not? When you know, when when I'm tired of you know hitting the streets. Putting on my badge. <laughs> just, strapping oh, the belt. I just give it to, I just give it to the wife. The wife. Just put the wife in a uniform. <laughs> clock gun. in here. This is my clock. <laughs> you clock in this way. <laughs> this is how you're supposed to act as a police officer. Right. Act professional. Make Papa proud.
1: Don't do nothing because... And mind your business. They, they won't know you're here unless you do something because they never know if I'm here. Right. So just that, mind your business. That's the trick. <laughs> punch in, punch out, and mind your business. Stay under the radar. Apparently she didn't understand that. No, she did not understand that because she went out there collecting bodies and doing investigations and got herself caught. Touching bodily fluids, Uh, flipping people over. dead down there out there in Lake County, Colorado, huh? Well, it's only a misdemeanor apparently, so that's not too bad. Not too bad. At least you got the home field charge. (laughs) I'm sure there's no jail time associated with that misdemeanor thing. Oh,
0: but there's going to be jail time here, Paul. Uh Uh-oh. Involving people who uh took in homeless people this is out of california right they, they took in homeless people who took
1: in these homeless people what kind of organization uh, uh church people <laughs> church people church people were taking in homeless people and what were they doing with these said homeless people ah uh, let's see forced labored uh, <laughs> <laughs> well listen you gotta earn your keep bro okay that soup That they're straining through dirty socks down there in the soup kitchen is not Not cheap. cheap. That's right. So they're forced labor. What else?
0: Even sock soup is not cheap. No, it's not. (laughs) Involuntary servitude. Hey, listen, get out in the street, panhandle, and all that money comes to me. All right?
1: It's the American way, isn't it?
0: And any government benefits you manage to get, i.e., snap, that comes to me, too, okay? Because I'm the church and uh, I feed you, I clothe you, I put a roof over your, over your head. So that comes all to me, all
1: right? Bro, that's what we call kicking upstairs in the street, okay? You gotta kick upstairs. If you're making money, you Even gotta to kick the it Almighty. upstairs to the man.
0: Even to the Almighty. Yeah,
1: listen, have you heard of the Roman Catholic Church? I have to tell you, all those churches kick up to the Pope. Oh, yeah. All, right? all, all money finds their way to Rome eventually. Right. All right? So uh, this is not different. It's just, you know, we got the homeless people on the bottom. Who were housing or feeding? We're making them kick up.
0: This is the. This is these are these are essentially they're getting taxed, okay? Because the government can't necessarily tax these people, this
1: so is, the church taxes them. This is kind of serious because guess what? They're in federal court on this one. Oh God, it's been going. <laughs> and twelve on. leaders of Imperial Valley Ministries, IVM, including one of the church's former pastors, were charged with multiple counts of conspiracy, Fortunately Document, servitude, and benefits fraud. Ooh, that's serious going to jail time. From the government, especially the government charge, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Government charge, you going to jail. Bye.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, so long for this ministry, I hope. You know, so much crime, so little time. But when we come back... My favorite segment, funky crime and punishment time, all right, around the nation. We're going to start off with an Illinois man, all right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS, annual May 90. See you in a bit.
1: I'm good. Ah, uh, we're back, people. Bay Aguirre, Paul Celino, Chicago Popo Report, WSAM 890. Saturday night, we're in the home stretch now loop. That's right. We're almost, we're almost finished with show number 50. Ooh, it's huh? been a
0: great 50, man, so far.
1: I like our next story. They got nothing to do down in Galesburg, Illinois. Right? Oh, Knox County? Yeah, a little boring down there. Well, hey, well, a little I, college down there, yeah. Knox College, right? Mm-hmm. Re- relatively good school. Yeah, yeah, well, they're I a buddy that went there. He was a bookie for four years while I was there. <laughs> I won't <laughs> mention his name. Why well, only four years? A, a respected edu- retired educator now. <laughs> Anyways, a guy who bears an uncanny resemblance to the the fictional character Walter White from Breaking Bad. He does look like him a lot. Yeah, he does. Right? He does.
0: I mean yeah. bust out Willie Yeah, yeah what he's
1: a problem. This this guy got a problem. <laughs> he's got a conviction, possession of meth, right? Todd Barrick, fifty. Got two years probation, blood guilty. They give him a pass, probably because he's an old guy, right? Got nothing else going on. Uh, put him on probation, but he violated that said probation. Hey, man, you gotta stick to the terms, uh, man, or else you can get back. got issued on. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, probation
0: officer don't play. No, especially people. in Knox County. Come on.
1: Well, uh, we we'll just say to Brian Cranston, the actor who played Walter White, uh, do not try through Knox County for the next several weeks, okay? <laughs> Because you might not believe that ID you're carrying, a California driver's license. They might accuse you of being fake. Yeah. You go, you know what? You look just like Todd Barrick. Yeah. I think <laughs> we're going to have to block you up, my friend, to run a fingerprint check for Why about a week. Why would
0: you be driving down through here, right? No.
1: That's right. Nothing good come of that, Brian. So stay out of Knox County. All right. So they get the real guy. What's our next story? Oh, I like this 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 group, huh? Pennsylvania,
0: this, right? Oh, let me tell you. Pennsylvania,
1: Pennsylvania couple. Opens oh, up yeah. the old bank statement one day, and lo and behold, there's 120k in there that don't belong to them.
0: I think this is everyone's everyone's wet dream.
1: Yeah, you go, you, you go to the ATM nightmare, maybe.
0: Well, it starts off as a wet dream, you know, or a pipe dream, yeah. whatever, whatever your flavor, whatever your taste. You go into your bank account, pull out some money. You 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 know, you just check and see how much money you have in there, and whoa,
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, I got 120k in there.
0: 120K plus my 150 that I had earlier. That's
1: right. <laughs> I guess I don't have to worry about pulling 40 out in cash today, right?
0: Yeah. Should I put five? Should I pull out five or 20? No, yeah. I could pull out yeah. 105,000.
1: That's right. <laughs> well, lo and behold, yeah, the money wasn't theirs. It was a mis- banking mistake. It rarely happens. Well, it, it, uh, this is, this very is a big rare. one. Yes, it is. And, and, and role? But, you know, Robert and Tiffany Williams, they spent that money, man. They went out and bought a nice SUV, a race car. I like the race car part. Four wheelers <laughs> and a camper. Just, and yeah. also paid bills and gave friends 15000 Hey, pretty generous, right?
0: Yeah, but I'm pretty I'm d- disappointed in this couple, though. The girl's name is Tiffany. They didn't get any, any, any jewelry from Tiffany's. Are you kidding me?
1: These guys I have no taste. If Tiffany's has a branch in Montresville, Pennsylvania, okay. <laughs> let's let's take a drive down we're, to New we're, York. We're buying race cars. We don't have time <laughs> for Tiffany's, my friend. All right, in campers. I'm sorry, no Paul. camper dealership yeah, in, in in the Big Apple. I don't know. Pretty sure, right? The name like Tiffany, I'm expect either well, jewelry listen, or or glitter. I when, don't know. When Sid Bate said we want our money back, the couple said. uh... Uh, So sorry. So sorry, my friend. It's all gone. It's gone. So, of course, they got indicted. And, uh, and someone said, well, you know, they took some bad legal advice. That some lawyers say, oh, it's in your account? You could keep the money? <laughs> now, now, here's the thing about bad legal advice lawyers are never responsible for the advice they give. They could be bad. They're not going to be on the hook for that 120K, right? No. No, no. they're not. <laughs> but they're going but they'll be going to trial pretty soon on that money. But hey, I'm listen I'm ever hopeful that a jury in that little berg is gonna go, you know what, bank? Big banking? You made a mistake. Shame on you. I'm not, not guilty. You guys go and join them four wheelers and SUVs. It's your problem, exactly. That's right. That's right. What's our next story, bro? This is right up your alley.
0: North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> right up my alley.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's right up your alley. This is the this is a Rogers Park case, I think.
0: You know, yeah, we we tying up a spouse and cutting off his penis. That's that's a usual in Rogers I, I got to tell you,
1: unfortunately, that seems to be becoming a pretty common crime. <laughs> these these wives and girlfriends get upset, and they whip they tie you up and whip out the knife. But, but you know, hopefully they have a very
0: sharp knife, and you know it it, it slices rather quickly because it get it could get really painful if it's not a sharp knife, it's serrated.
1: Well, you know, it's well, this happened down in the country ouch. in North Carolina. And law enforcement down there might be a uh, little little, you know, underfunded. Let's say, yeah, okay. But hey, they got to that scene, recovered said penis, put it on ice, and transported it to. The hospital in Greenville, which is a nice town.
0: They put it on ice alongside the old style. Okay.
1: It's <laughs> right next to the old That's style. Next to the
0: old style. Or
1: the shiner. The shiner beer. Straight <laughs> <Shiner> <beer. laughs> And it's in Texas usually. But maybe they got it in South Carolina.
0: And took it to the hospital, man.
1: Well. Where it could be reattached. Did it get reattached doesn't doesn't we don't know if there's a happy ending in this story. <sighs> well, they hopefully got reattached. Where are we going next, Boop? Down south. Uh, Way down uh, south. We hear this music. We know where we're going, don't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Our favorite. Our favorite. Our favorite. The panhandle. Fort Pierce, Florida. Not a there
1: bad town. What, what happened down there? Did somebody get charged with a criminal offense? Lord so help who
0: us. would think that a wet willy would be a battery, Paul? I mean. Apparently in Fort Pierce, that's a problem. <laughs> I think it's just a good time. Are you kidding me?
1: the best well uh, you know joseph sorici 48 joseph seems like a bad kind of a bad actor with a bad attitude tell you the truth
0: I think the wet Willie just got out of hand
1: <laughs> he does the wet willy and then he uh you listen there's a few people in life you can't argue and win with one would be a spouse or significant other you usually don't win those fights But the other one has really got power and control over your freedom is your probation officer. You need to be nice to your probation officer. Because he could look at you and go, you know what? You're going back to jail. And off you go. Bye. See you later. But Mr. Cerici, he said, you know what? I ain't doing them stupid weekly urinalysis tests. And if I move... Such a pain in the butt. If I move, buddy, I'm not telling you where I'm moving to.
0: (laughs) Why? Why would I? none it's of your business
1: country. it's a free country right <laughs> that's right unless you're on probation and you got that uh, yoke on you from the state <laughs> well he's in jail now no bond with the girlfriend the girlfriend doesn't even have anything good to say about him right all I do is find him drunk laying on the living room floor all the time take him out of here <laughs>
0: <laughs> on top of battering her with a wet willy I mean she even tell, she even uh, she even uh, mentions that you know one night this guy just calls me and tells her to order a pizza and calls her, a you know, a, a bee. <laughs> order, yeah. me, order me a pizza bee now. That's, that's what he said. That's, She's at work making money. That's the kind of guy he is.
1: He's at home spending her money drinking beer, getting drunk, laying around the floor. Nothing but class. Yeah, classy And That's our Florida people. We love Fort Pierce, huh? <laughs> well, he's in jail now. And... Well, you know, that, that wet Willie actually got...
0: It's, it's an aggravated wet willy. You got a felony charge. You got a felony battery charge. Aggravated wet willy, uh, we, which is shorthand for, uh, you know,
1: dampened fingers. We, we, should, probably, in we should probably stop while we're ahead on this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop. Let's call him disagreeable, not a very nice person. Uh, and back to our drive through dramas, which happens every night in this country endlessly, right? Okay, and this
0: involves two Florida nitwits, yeah? Yes, it does. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: what would they do at 4 a.m. at the drive-in?
0: Well, I mean, they wanted some, you know, some McDonald's hamburgers, but they were cold, Paul. <sighs> I mean, I'd, I'd bust out my Glock and, you know,
1: sh- you know. put it right at the said drive through workers, right? Yeah. And you, tell them, Mike, the microwave them hamburgers up a little bit. Can you do your job correctly,
0: please? It's not that hard.
1: You know? It wasn't warm enough, so they pulled out the old Glock, and then and things just really, real, And they wanted five burgers, by the way. They were hungry. All right. Well, one pulled out a black, the other one pulled out a, a BB gun. Idiot. You can still get charged with that serious felony when you do that stuff.
0: Well, she called the Popo. They showed up, and hey, man,
1: <laughs> they got it. And these geniuses are driving a Ford Fusion. <laughs> okay, they're not exactly gangster. The Ford Fusion does not qualify as a gangster car. Got to go low profile, Paul. That's the one guy with the BB gun, right? At least one guy had a real gun. But they, you know, while she was remaking the five burgers, she had time enough to dial that nine one one number. Of course, because they're they're just they're just sitting, you know that's right. Park. Park. just this was like low hanging fruit with a popo because they pulled up. Oh, Ford Fusion, only one of those in the parking lot. I think we know what we're looking for.
0: The gangsters. Well, one managed to post a, you know, bond for ten thousand five hundred. The other thirteen thousand dollar bond. He's still in jail. He's like, I don't have the, I don't have the money. Spent it all on hamburgers.
1: I- I'm guessing this is a good place for them to be. These two geniuses.
0: There you go, Paul. Right? We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we've got a great happy ending involving our commander in chief. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. See you in a bit.
1: Back in the Popo Nation, we're back. Big close, final segment. You don't want to miss this. Paul Celina, Lupe Aguirre, the Chicago Popo Report on WSAM eight ninety Saturday night. Cranking up on midnight, bro. You know what time that is. Coming up, it's time to go to Gibson's for that late dinner. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> right. Tell them to get our booth ready, warm it to- up, warm yeah, it up. What are you having tonight, Paul? You know, we're gonna have a little a little yeah. fillet, huh? Just a little eight ounce fillet. I'm going to have some veggies. There we go. We could split. We could share. We're almost done, folks. You don't don't have to listen to the dinner plans. Next next story is pretty good, though.
0: It's funny you mentioned eating filet because uh, we got a bed beef involved
1: in this we next report. We do a bed beef, right? We got a Florida. I, it, this, is, this is really difficult to believe. A Florida woman assaulted her wife after discovering the victim sleeping in her spot on the bed. And
0: we could, I mean, we, we all sympathize or empathize or whatever thighs because we all have our own spot on the bed, right? Uh, all, you
1: know what? I don't know what the budget in, in Clearwater, if you got a spot assigned, all right? <laughs> Perhaps maybe you came in, as like claiming shotgun in the car or something, right? But Ashley Crampton, 33, gets arrested or, gets herself arrested for domestic battery. You know, following that altercation in the couple's room at the budget in Clearwater. She's in Pinellas County Jail now. Poor, poor girl. Misunderstood, I'm sure.
0: Might I add,
1: Clearwater, love vacationing there. Well, let me tell you, Crampton, a little bit disagreeable about this whole sleeping in my spot thing because she jumped off up, jumped on that bed, and kicked the victim off the bed with her feet and made her stay on the floor. Then. After several hours of sleeping on the floor, she t- t- we're really stretching this thing out. <laughs> this is horrible, isn't it?
0: <laughs> she- well, I mean, because, I mean, would you, I'm sure what you're about to say, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the spouse tried to make up, you know, with Crampton and
1: with a donut. That's and right. when you can't make That's up right. with a donut. Or a spoon. How about some spoon time? You know? A little spoon. No, because when she got back in that bed, old Crampton started throwing lefts and rights into the back of her neck. This marriage is doomed. I think this marriage might be over with. Okay, but you know, good old-fashioned donut was rejected yeah. out of hand. Right, right. Yeah, you know. Thank, thank goodness, the Clearwater police are literate and they can write these things down for us. Thank you, Clearwater police. And you know, Crampton did confess it the scene. She said, "You know, I snapped. <laughs> I snapped, and I, you know, I slapped her. I'm sorry. Not good enough. And that didn't work out. Go huh? to jail." Off to jail she went, All but right. her wife didn't go to jail. Yeah. My wife got to eat the leftover donuts.
0: That's her Al Severance?
1: Yeah. Well, we're still in Florida, and this 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 even gets better. This is even better story.
0: We have a Florida man <laughs> slash inmate who douses the prosecutor
1: with urine. How does he get said urine into the courtroom?
0: Well, he's facing attempted murder charges. That I mean, the that aspect of the story we don't know. It's still a mystery. You know, did he? Did he bring in a cup and just somehow manage to pee in the cup and just hold it for the perfect moment and just...
1: <laughs> well, the sheriff's you know, report we, is very specific in this one, right? Because he says that uh, Newman, he's the bad guy in this case, threw urine fluid at the lawyer, at said prosecutor. Prosecutor, yeah. And the urine went inside... His mouth! mouth oh and outer clothing, <laughs> the investigator reported. huh? Someone
0: else's urine in your mouth. Oh
1: my God. Navarez, who threw in the urine around. I would imagine get a few more years tacked on.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> but after the attack, he tried to justify it. And he said, Well he, he told me to do it. F him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what he said. That's a great defense, Paul. That's right. I'm sure the next sentencing judge, right? And by the way, they only charge me with a misdemeanor battery in this.
0: Well, when you're facing attempted murder charges, what's a misdemeanor battery, Paul? It doesn't really mean anything.
1: Gonna... Urine in the mouth should, re, should relate to a felony charge, I'm thinking. And definitely, it's but definitely they, they,
0: aggravating they... to the recipient, right?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> the recipient not liking it. No. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Well, <laughs> oh, here we go. Still in Florida. But we're going...
0: Even farther south, uh, we're down going in to Miami. Miami, huh? That's, that's where it's at. That's where, the, that's where the magic happens
1: in Miami. Are you kidding right. me? Is that where Magic Mike hangs out? That's
0: where the money's at.
1: <laughs> down in Miami, huh? All right, Magic Mike. Yeah, Miami. Yeah. Down in Miami doing this thing? Million dollar stories. Are you kidding well, me? Oh, I think we had a gypsy lady doing her thing down there. Okay, your gypsy lady is my psychic fortune teller. Right? There you go. What'd she do? What'd our gypsy fortune teller do here?
0: <laughs> well, she managed to scam 1.6 million out of a Texas woman, because she told her that her family has a curse. And the only way to remove that curse is if you give me $1.6 because I have to buy expensive curse
1: uh, stuff. stones I mean, stone, and, right, you know, and rubies and rubies stuff, Rubies right? and everything,
0: yeah. So this curse could you know leave your family.
1: Well, it started all in Houston and moved to Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Probably after she bought her Oceanside Villa <laughs> from the proceeds of this Texas woman. Yeah,
0: Barnum and Bailey said it correctly, Paul. You know what he said?
1: There's a sucker born out of here. That's right. Yes, and uh, $1.6 million worth of cash went right down the old uh, toilet on this one, didn't it?
0: All right, Paul, and guess what time it is.
1: I don't know. Did she, did she remove the curse, though? Yeah, she... Yeah, probably not. <laughs> what, what time was, is it, my friend? It's
0: time for happy ending time, ah, time for
1: checkoff. You've been waiting to do this story all night, haven't you?
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh, Luke, It's a, great story. a happy ending. It's a Tell great us. story, Paul. We got, you know, Trump. He's, he presents... Uh, Medals to Ohio Mass Shooting Responders. Hey, uh, Medal of Valor. Yeah, let me yeah. tell you,
1: those guys deserve medals, right? Exactly. Nation's Dave. highest award for public safety. They, and they saved a lot of lives that night, taking out the bad guy.
0: He also recognized five civilians down in uh, uh, El Paso for that Walmart shooting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, let me tell you, nice thing to do, right? Absolutely. We like that. Yeah. We'll, but I got a feeling there's going to be a hook here. <laughs> <laughs> what did our president do? But a
0: short fingered vulgarian awarded the Medal of Valor to six law enforcement officials in a ceremony to which Republican Ohio state officials were invited, but not Dayton's Democratic mayor, Paul.
1: What's up with that? Hey, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you what's up with that. the mayor shoot anybody? She'd she draw leather, man? Huh? Yeah. It would have been the right thing to do,
0: Paul. You know, Whaley told the Toledo Blade that the White House had rejected a request to attend the event. According to Whaley, a White House official told her senior staffer, It's not going to work out this time, Mayor. As a response, what did Whaley do? She called Trump a bully and a coward. That's the best she can do? That's the best she can do. (laughs) And that's the best we're going to do, Paul. And that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And watch your six. It's been great. Thank you. We'll see you next week.